Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Rapnerless. I have a confession to make. I think I'm gullible. And I didn't find that out until probably the early 90s. Now, I knew I was a sucker for a good story, but I didn't realize how easily fooled I could be until I found out about a little movie called The Monster Squad. You see, when Monster Squad came out, I didn't see it. I hadn't even heard of it. It came out in 87. A couple of months after it came out, I was having a film discussion with two of my friends, and we would talk about movies all the time. I loved movies, still do. But I only had one movie theater in town at the time, so my selection was limited, so if I missed Monster Squad, I missed it. Well, they started talking to me about this idea they had for a movie, telling me about a group of kids who encounter monsters, and it was so well thought out, so fleshed out, my mind was blown. Of course, this turned out to be the exact plot to Monster Squad, which they had seen. I have no idea why they decided to tell me this, but I thought it was so amazing that I said, you guys got to write that down. That would be a real movie. And I started telling my family about this great idea for a movie that my friends had. Years pass. Occasionally, this movie idea would show up again. And of course, they would embellish it with more details. Details from the actual movie. And I thought, wow, these guys really have a great idea for a story. Then, I guess around 1990, 1991, was sitting up late one night watching TV and a movie came on. And here's where the gullibility comes in. I'm sitting there watching it. Monster Squad unfolds before me. And the thing that goes through my head is, oh my god, this movie just ripped off my friend's idea. Now, it didn't stay in my head like that for very long. I'd imagine about 15 minutes in because it was too close to what they were saying. But the next day... I saw my friends, and I looked at them and I said, Hey, uh, guys, I saw a little movie called Monster Squad last night. And as if I had just told the greatest punchline to the greatest joke they had ever heard, they fell on the floor laughing. And I can only imagine how many times they fell on the floor laughing in those intervening years, every time their concept of Monster Squad came up. Well... I am glad I got to see Monster Squad, and the movie in my head that they were telling me matched the movie, so they managed my expectations quite well. On today's show, we're going to talk about the movie that proved how gullible I was, Monster Squad. We'll talk about the people who wrote the movie, the real people who wrote the movie. We'll talk a little bit about the the behind-the-camera stuff. We'll talk about the cast, and we'll talk a little bit about comparisons that have been made between it and another great kids' adventure movie at the time, Goonies. We'll touch on the soundtrack, its release on home video, and of course, we'll just talk a little bit about the fact that a remake is in the works. We have a lot of info to cover, so without further ado, let's start the show. We're the Monster Squad. Mind. Now who will stand up for the right? From the mouth of babes comes dynamite. 
creature from the black lagoon. We need silver bullets, we need wooden stakes. Normal stuff won't stop because they live on hate. Speak some magic words from a virgin's lips. Maybe that'll shake him, make him slip and trip. There's no turning back, gotta fight to fight. Yeah, the monster squad gonna jam tonight. Monster squad. Monster Squad is a comedy horror film written by Shane Black. Shane Black also wrote the movie Lethal Weapon, amongst many, many other things, and was also written by Fred Decker. It was directed as well by Fred Decker. And if you don't know Fred Decker, he also directed Night of the Creeps. So between Night of the Creeps and The Monster Squad, he's got two cult films under his belt. Fun little fact about these two guys. Fred and Shane shared a house before they made this movie, along with another Hollywood talent, Ed Solomon. And they were such film nerds that they kind of created a little fraternity for themselves of movie buffs. And they would stage and dissect John Woo fight scenes on the front yard of their house at like 3 in the morning. So crazy film guys coming together. And all three of them would go on to success in their own way. The film was released by TriStar Pictures on August 14th, 1987. That late summer when my friend saw it, I have no idea what I was doing. And we'll get a little bit more into the plot in a little bit, but the film basically is about kids facing off against classic monsters led by Dracula. The effects in the movie were done by Stan Winston. And just as a fun little fact, they say that the Wolfman's face in the movie was modeled after Stan Winston. Now, the movie you saw is similar to what was in the screenplay, but from what I hear, Shane Black's first draft of the screenplay was huge. It had an opening scene where Van Helsing, accompanied by a blimp, and hundreds of men on horseback stormed Dracula's castle, and just trying to film that scene would have cost more than the entire budget of the film, so naturally it was cut. While that scene was cut out of the script and never shot, the actual movie was cut by 13 minutes. And according to the director, Decker, that was because an executive thought that since this was a movie for kids, it shouldn't run more than 90 minutes. So a little bit about the cast of the movie. You had Andre Gower as Sean Crenshaw. Gower would appear on TV shows before this movie, My Two Dads and Mr. Belvedere. Most recently, he was in a film called The Vault of Darkness. I don't know if there's a Belvedere connection. When I was looking through the cast of the movie, I didn't know much about their background. There's quite a few of them who had some Belvedere connection. Now, the casting director of The Monster Squad was Penny Perry, who's done a million things, but not Mr. Belvedere. So, I don't know what's going on. None of these people were major players on Mr. Belvedere, but quite a few of them had little bit parts. Sort of like Brent Chalum, who played Horace, worked on Mr. Belvedere. Now, Brent is sort of a tragic story. His career as an adult never really took off, and he turned to law. That's not the tragic part of the story. What's tragic is he died of pneumonia at the young age of 22 in 1997. Playing Patrick, you had Robbie Kiger, who worked until about 1990. His last film was credited as Welcome Home, Roxy Carmichael. You had Ryan Lambert as Rudy. Rudy played Ryan, obviously, on the TV show Kids Incorporated, but hasn't seemed to work much since Monster Squad. Michael Faustino played Eugene. Faustino might sound familiar to you. That's because David Faustino was been married with children and Michael is his brother. He retired from acting in 1996. 
Jason Hervey played EJ, the bully. He had cameo roles in just about everything. Back to the Future, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Police Academy 2, you name it. Probably best known as Wayne Arnold from The Wonder Years. He's done pretty well for himself in acting and has gone behind the camera into producing since then. Doing pretty well, I think. Ashley Bank played Phoebe Crenshaw. Ashley actually turned down a role in the movie Fatal Attraction to play Phoebe in this movie. She's done mostly TV work since Monster Squad. I was reading some interesting little fun stories behind the scenes stuff about Monster Squad. Phoebe was very young at the time, and there's a scene where Dracula lifts Phoebe up and she screams. Now, before they filmed that scene, the Dracula character never wore his red contacts or fangs because it was way too scary for Ashley. For that scene, they decided to put in the fangs and contacts, and Decker told her to scream in the scene, and she said, well, when do I know to scream? And he said, oh, you'll know. So the terrified scream that comes out of her when it's happening seems quite genuine because she was terrified. Gotta love the method. Stephen Mocked played Detective Del Crenshaw, very busy actor, worked on Melrose Place, Kung Fu, The Legend Continues, and most recently on General Hospital. Interesting fact, he had auditioned for and was considered to play the role of Jean-Luc Picard on Star Trek The Next Generation. Would have been a very different show and a very different career for Stephen Mocked. Duncan Reger played Count Dracula. Now, he did a great job as Dracula, but I will always know him as Shakar from Deep Space Nine. Tom Noonan played Frankenstein's monster. This guy works a lot. If you watch TV, you can see him in lots of different scenes. I think most recently I spotted him on the FX series Louie, where he played a doctor. I think the scene might have had Ricky Gervais in it. Carl Thibault played the Wolfman. He most recently, in 2006, directed a movie called The Garage. The pre-transformed Wolfman was played by John Grease, who you probably better know as Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Tom Woodruff Jr. played the Gillman, or the creature from the Black Lagoon-type creature. He's big in creature design and effects departments, besides, obviously, acting. Michael McKay played the Mummy. He recently appeared in an episode of CSI. Mary Ellen Trainer played Emily Crenshaw. She had been once married to Robert Zemeckis and appeared in four movies of his while they were married. Romancing the Stone, Back to the Future 2, Death Becomes Her, that's unfortunate, and Forrest Gump. She appeared in all four of the Lethal Weapon movies as police psychiatrist Dr. Stephanie Woods and appeared in two movies, Die Hard and Ricochet, as the same news reporter Gail Wallens. Fun fact. Stan Shaw played Detective Richard Sapper. Most recently he was on an episode of CSI. He worked a lot before and after Monster Squad. Lisa Fuller played Patrick's sister. She's another Belvedere alum. Jack Gwillem played Van Helsing. He passed away in 2001 at the age of 91. Besides Van Helsing, when I look at him, I see him as Poseidon in the original Clash of the Titans. Liam Neeson was originally considered for the role of Dracula. While he didn't get cast, he was given a bit part and was paid for it, but that bit part was never shot. Dustin Diamond, who played Screech on Saved by the Bell, had a small role in the movie as a kid who was trying to sell comic books to the boys. The scene was later cut, but it has sort of become legendary amongst fans of the movie. You know who to call when you have ghosts. But who do you call when you have monsters? We're the Monster Squad. What's a squad? It's like my own advice, I think. They're young and inexperienced. No one 
virgin. They're a bit disorganized. Monsters are not real. We don't know that, sir. 2,000-year-old dead guys do not get up and walk away by themselves. But when strange things start happening in town... There's a monster in my closet. Ooh, look at that big, scary monster! What's happening? You wait till the werewolf. Silver bullet? They're the only ones ready to do battle. Somebody's out there is killing people. And if it's monsters, nobody's going to do a thing about it but us. is a group of preteens who love classic monsters and monster movies. They have clubhouse even, and cards that they give out that shows their allegiance to the club. The club leader is Sean, and Sean has a five-year-old sister named Phoebe who really wants to join the club. And they're given a diary of the legendary vampire hunter Abraham Van Helsing. We learn about Van Helsing's chasing of Dracula in flashback. When they get the book, they're kind of bummed because the book is written in German. So the Monster Squad decide to visit a scary German guy who lives in the town, who's played by Leonardo Semino, who turns out to know a lot about monsters. He's a survivor of World War II concentration camp. We find out that the diary describes in great detail this amulet that is made of concentrated good that can be destroyed only on a very specific day. Dracula naturally wants to destroy that so he can get out there and do his thing. But you can also use the amulet to destroy the monsters and send them to limbo. So the kids decide to get the amulet and take care of business. Dracula has come to America, sends his monster army after the amulet, and his army consists of the Frankenstein monster, a werewolf, the mummy, a fish man called Gilman, and three women who are his consorts. They send Frankenstein out. Frankenstein meets Phoebe. Phoebe, of course, treats him with respect, which is all Frankenstein ever wanted. So in the back of Frankenstein monster's head, perhaps he's not playing on the right team. They get the amulet. They find out that they need to read these words, but in sacred ground by a female virgin. The monster squad's clubhouse gets blown up. They rush to the local cathedral where they're going to have Patrick's older sister read the passage which makes sense since she's supposedly a virgin and can speak German. Unfortunately, right at the last minute, she reads it, nothing happens. It turns out she's not really a virgin. Wah, wah. All the monsters start closing in. They realize that they have to have Phoebe read it. She starts reading it. It opens up the portal. Everybody starts getting sucked in. There's a little dramatic moment where Dracula grabs onto Sean, and eventually everything works out. Sadly, Frankenstein's creature, despite Phoebe trying to tearfully hold on to them, also gets sucked into the portal. And the world is safe from monsters. What a story. Now, a lot of people have compared that story to another movie, Goonies. 
I find the comparison sort of superficial. It's worth checking out because it is something people have debated online. It is a story about a group of kids who are into a very specific hobby. In the Goonies case, it's investigating adventures and pirates. With the Monster Squad, it's monsters, obviously. They both have sort of a similar roster. You have the natural leader. You have the fat kid. You also have a bully. For the fat kid, you have Jeff Cohen as Chunk. And in Monster Squad, you have Horace, played by Brent Shalom. As a leader, you had Sean Astin as Mikey. And in the Monster Squad, you had Sean, played by Andrew Gower. Didn't think about that. Sean playing Sean would be cooler if in the Goonies. The character's name was Andre, although that would have been really weird. The kids are trying to save their towns in both movies. In The Goonies, it's from land developers, but in Monster Squad, it's literally from destruction by monsters, but still similar. The mother in both movies is exactly the same person. Mary Ellen Trainer plays both Harriet Walsh and Emily Crenshaw, and both movies take place in the 80s. Now, I admit, there's some similarities, but I don't think that Monster Squad is all that influenced by The Goonies. And now, these messages... Yuck. Creepy Crawlers, Thing Maker 2. In about an hour, you can make lots of things that look awful and feel terrible. Creepy Crawlers, preheat the goop, pour in the molds, and wait. Yuck. Creepy Crawlers, Thing Maker 2, an electrical toy. It's disgusting. Creepy Crawlers, Thing Maker 2, comes with three molds and four bottles of goop. New from Mattel. Once upon a time, it was one monster per movie. Those were the good old days. We're the Monster Squad. Only one way to kill a werewolf. Monster Squad, rated PG-13. Starts Friday, August 14th at a theater near you. It was late one night in the castle of the Chicken McNuggets. What are you making? Sauce! We're using my mummy's recipe. Mummy? Oh, oh. This better be good. It'll be great. Hmm, does your daddy have a recipe? <laughs> if you listen to the beginning of the podcast, you probably heard the Monster Squad theme song performed by the Monster Squad which is all sorts of awesome. The other big hit from the soundtrack was a song called Rock Until You Drop by Michael Cimbello. And that song goes a little something like this. When the movie came out, it had mixed reviews, which unfortunately caused it not to stay in theaters long, which is maybe why I missed it, maybe why I didn't hear about it, maybe why I'm making excuses for myself. But soon thereafter, it was released on home video, 1988 by Vestron Video, which was the only VHS release of the film. So people were working with 1988 technology up until it was released on DVD. In 2007, a special edition DVD was released by Lionsgate, 
and contains a bunch of special features, including a five-part, 90-minute retrospective documentary, two audio commentaries, deleted scenes, the theatrical trailer, TV spots, animated storyboards, and a bunch of other stuff. In 2009, Lionsgate released a Blu-ray version of the film, so you could see the movie now in HD. In a surprise and perhaps inappropriate twist, Wizard Magazine made a list of the 100 greatest villains of all time, and they ranked Dracula number 30 on the list, which makes a lot of sense. But oddly enough, they picked Duncan Regger's performance in Monster Squad as their Dracula that is the number 30 villain, which he does a great job, and I have to say it's a really good interpretation. But is it the best Dracula ever put on screen? I'm not so sure, but I do really applaud Wizard's enthusiasm for the movie. Naturally, a movie with this cult status is bound to have a lot of remake rumors, and a remake rumor has been floating about Monster Squad for the last three or four years, probably even many years before that. It is currently at the planning stages and is being produced by Rob Cohen. Platinum Dunes will produce the movie with Paramount Pictures, and the writing team of Brian and Mark Gunn have been hired to write the script. I'm not so sure that Monster Squad needs a remake. It's a great movie, but it's a cult movie that grew by word of mouth, so I'm not sure if they put this movie out there again, they're going to get the same return, both artistically or monetarily. Some things are just good once, and trying to recapture lightning in a bottle is a difficult thing. I watched Monster Squad probably about every other year since finally catching it in the early 90s, and it's a really winning film to watch on Halloween. It's fun, it's good for adults, it's great for kids, it has a great lines, and sadly it's underappreciated despite its cult following. I love the movie The Goonies a lot, but I'd say Monster Squad has the exact same appeal and is at least The Goonies equal, although just in a different way. Horror versus adventure. So we're in the month of horror, so if you haven't seen Monster Squad ever, you gotta run out there and see it. If you're a fan, why not fire it up again? Drop by the site, Tell me what you thought. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist and twitter.com slash retroist. Halloween is in full effect at the Retroist. Every post this month has to do with Halloween. So if you love a retro Halloween, stop by the site, share some Halloween memories in the forum. There's a box at the top of the page that has some Halloween content preloaded. You can click on that to see a listing of things. I suggest you check out the vintage postcards, and VixAge has been doing a great job with Halloween Movie Madness. Halloween's coming close, and I'm working on a Halloween podcast just like last year. Hopefully I'll get that out to you soon. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. He had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking, oh, we're digging the sounds. He got on chains back by his baying hound. The coffin bangers were about to arrive. With their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the Monster Man. And it was a graveyard smash. They played the mash. It's caught on in a flash. They played the mash. They played the monster mash. Out from his coffin, Drax's voice did ring. 
Seems he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. It's now a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool, tracks a part of the band. And my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them Boris sent. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. And do my graveyard smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on with a flash. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. You've reached the retroist. Please hold. Hello, this is the retroist. This has been a retroist production. Goodbye.